What up, Army of Cunts? Before we start the show, we want to remind you that we have a catalog of over 200 episodes. You can access these and so much more content at patreon.com slash hot mess. That's right. At the $5 level, you get a best of compilation of our 25 most fire episodes behind that paywall. And at the $10 level, you get the entire back catalog plus two bonus shows. That's patreon.com slash hot mess. But when I was like, oh, you're both singing that. I was like, I could throw some on there. Oh, my God. It was so I love amazing. Harmony. That's like, what that we were nice. doing. We were setting you up to do that. It was good. I've yeah. always loved harmonies and like writing my own like on the spot, like an improviser. like, I don't know why, but I know this is the harmony and I'm going to sing it. Little <laughs> well, you sing in a band, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We, we have Lane more today. <laughs> Hi, guys. <Wow. Yeah>. Our <laughs> little red voice. Corvette. Oh, um, yeah. The no one's ever called you that. Well, that's... Except apparently, according to you, this is a, a vagina euphemism. So yes, you just so... called me your, your little yes. vagina. Welcome you know... to our show, <laughs> our resident pussy, Lane yeah. Moore. I, I don't know Fair. if there's any truth to that, yeah. but somebody told me that the little red Corvette in the song is a euphemism for I think a vagina. Euphemism for the woman because like that's why would you thought. say your your vagina is too fast that doesn't make yeah. any sense first of all that's like impossible if your vagina is moving too fast if you're for any rate that's good a flashlight maybe maybe he's he's the flashlight a, isn't it doesn't move on its own yeah, that's no, true. I mean, yeah vaginas don't move fast dicks they can move fast yeah I, vaginas if they can't like pelvises can move fast I guess yeah but I'm like right. they're wrong I think they just want it to be even more sexual than it and that song's extremely we were talking before the show and like I have a whole bit in my stand up about how weirdly sexual that song is like you know it's like vaguely sexual but then you're like why are there used condoms and like a girl's yeah. carrying used condoms Trojans like, she had a pocket some of them used full of Trojans <laughs> yeah pocket full of horses yeah Trojans some of them used and are, then, are the used ones mixed in with the regular ones I'm like, like, I think she just carries the I'm used. just gonna put them in there and see what <laughs> Yeah, see what I come out Maybe with. Maybe the so right funny. pocket has unused and the left pocket has used. Right. She's she organized. Trans- right, right. She's horny but organized. Yes. Like we She's all are. Organized. Yeah. Organized, exactly. Wow. Like, yeah, I'm there. I'm there. I'm there well, with you. Thank you. I sometimes, when I buy, uh, if I'm buying Magnum condoms out mm-hmm. in the world, I'm always. I've never done that in my life. Really? Really? And that's not like a statement on, I've never. I've never bought condoms. Really? Here's why. I've either like picked them up for free somewhere uh-huh. 
or when I work somewhere like they used to like when I worked at Cosme, they like used to send me a lot of condoms and lube. Sure. I was like, okay, fine. Or the person has had them. Wow. I've never gone to a store and bought condoms. I just realized that. May I suggest it to you? Because it's so fun. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm about to it. fuck. I'm <laughs> about to fuck. Hey, CVS lady. And I'll just like. So, and with a magnum, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm about to fuck big dick. I love it. I and like I, slide I, it across the <laughs> counter, like, you know what's going on. God, it's so funny because I remember as a kid just being like, oh my God, what's it going to be like one day when I go to buy condoms? And yeah. it's like, surprise, you're an adult and you never will. And, like, no one ca- and also, no one cares. I'm, I'm like sure all no hyped up to do it. And they're like, yeah, yeah okay. You interrogate me you can ask me if I'm ready <laughs> there was there was one time when I was trying to buy plan B um the, yeah th- that's that's the huh. yeah the, well okay the plan B is something that um first I've taken it multiple times yeah I think I've, I've taken t- it. I think I've taken plan B three times ever but yeah each time it was like impossible to find like it was over okay. by the Doritos or something like yeah, somewhere where it did not that's another thing I've never purchased that at a store I've like gotten it through I've gotten it through my doctor or like Planned Parenthood or whatever so I but these are things I've missed out these are right. you are missing out on a, I'm a, buying a key component of your wait, sexual health education you know what though you know what I mean I guess like where I buy them <laughs> yeah you but, need to know the places okay but you know what like I just want you to know in case you're like oh my god she's never felt embarrassed or weird while buying things mm-hmm. I eat a lot of rice cakes so I'm embarrassed all all the time <laughs> it's the same it's the plan b of the food world like Rice what are cakes. you doing you know are what it kind of okay? is it's like why are you buying flavorless why are you buying yeah. these sad husks? pieces of cardboard you're not okay something went wrong in your life this is the morning after of something that you're buying these for but they're really all multi-purpose. They really are. They're fun. I like a rice cake. Them. I haven't I had a rice cake it's in upsetting. so long. That's that must be like weirdly specific to something in your psyche that well, it, it calms like, you down. It's it's a it's a gluten-free thing. Yeah. I'm allergic to wheat, and so it's like okay, and there's something that calms you down <laughs> a little bit. Well, I think it's just like I discovered like you can make like like they're like mini pizza shells, sure, like mm-hmm. whatever, like yeah. like hummus and veggies and like lettuce, yeah, and whatever, yeah, yeah. and I make it a whole little like thing it's it never doesn't sound well, lame they're also it's like eating air so you're giving oxygen to your lungs <laughs> they never oh disappoint that's such a better take <laughs> like yeah it's my annual oxygen or annual <laughs> daily let's let's be real you they're, can break them in half you can dip them do whatever you want i'm gonna i'm gonna fuck i'm gonna get back into fucking with rice cakes and you can also get like better ones like it's a lot of the ones that like taste like styrofoam like i get the like Get the good shit. I, I'm on my good rice cake <laughs> shit, baby. Give give like the Lundberg, down. the Lundberg rice cakes, the like organic down. ones that are like you can get them at Trader Joe's. They're not that rice expensive. Heads out oh, here. the brown rice, the thick ones. Yeah, the Lundberg. thick ones, mm-hmm. and they're like thicker and crispier because the ones oh, that are like thick. Right, exactly. You get it. But like, because the other ones like do kind of taste like styrofoam. Those I don't like. Okay, there's something I guess like throwbacky about how gross they are but like yeah. I like the ones that literally yeah exactly the no, brown rice ones yeah they're that, like, like crunchy they're crunchy mm-hmm. there is something throwback about how gross the styrofoam ones right? are though I like You're there's like, something mm. when you said it I felt kind of like happy for right, a moment there's a part of you that's just like oh remember when we thought this was good enough I know <laughs> Similar like, to enough. similar to purchasing Plan B. That's very throwbacky. I haven't I, I haven't so. bought Plan B in a long time. But in my in my little red Corvette days, I I think I had I think I bought Plan B at least ten times, and it gets less effective the more I've you heard take that. it. Yeah. Oh, and then sucks. I watched that episode of of Shrill where like Lindy West talks about how there's like a I don't know if the, I think this is Plan B where like she talks about how there's like a weight limit where like it's not effective if you're over really a really yeah fuck I know and I was like that's so messed up to like not tell women that there is a weight limit and why are you selling someone? I mean, not that you should like guess someone's weight, but you, you, I think have a responsibility as a pharmacist to be like, Hey, I don't know how much 
way, but like just FYI, you know, I don't want to be invasive, but like wow. this is only effective up into 185 or whatever yeah. 100 it is. 176 right? pounds. Oh and my God, that's which not that is much. insane. That's no. not that much. I am out of the plan B weight limit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's not that much. No, I know. That's really like a low. Yeah, they should just tell everybody. Like they, yeah. they should because the it pharmacist has to it. tell you like this is only effective in or right. most effective so in forty eight hours, said. and then and then they should add that on top of that. It's they really just don't think up. women are over one hundred and seventy six pounds. Well, it's insane because like if you're if you're if you're over like five feet tall, it's almost implied. Yeah, like, you know what I, I mean. Know. Like of I know. course you are. Like yeah. you know, that's crazy. I feel like so many women are like, yeah. I, but I think it's like you know what it reminds me. Of? It reminds me of like those um, people who are going into space, like with NASA, and they were like, "Do you need a hundred tampons a week? What is it?" Yeah, I think it's the same thing. Like this idea of like what women weigh, and it's sure. like I don't know. You all weigh about a hundred pounds, and it's like yes yeah. and no at all. Like, yeah, and the guys always guess like one. One they I for me they guess like one thirty or something. And, and, and that's not always true. Like that's I, not always true because it's like difference of a weight distribution too. Yeah, and it's I like mean, I've dated some skinny like, guys. I've yeah. dated some skinny guys and it's like, it's a little, it can get a little bit awkward. It's like, we, I mean, I don't, I'm not like talking about our weight together, but mm-hmm. like definitely I've dated some guys that weighed the same or less. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely same. And I, I, especially, yeah, especially if you're dating some, some little dudes and mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've dated, I dated some, like, one little, guy that looked dudes. like Jack Skellington. Oh, there so you go. Hot. Exactly. So, so like, don't assume that what your man bones weigh more, like what is it? <laughs> yeah. What's weighing more? Your penis? I mean, one of his man yeah. bones yeah. did weigh a lot. <laughs> wow. I bought magnums for that one. Ladies. <laughs> well, speaking of magnums, you had a Tinder debacle well yes i don't even know if it was a debacle the you started um emily i'm i usually hook up with the dudes that look like jack skeleton a lot more than her i i also hook up with like weirdos much more often that's my foray more often mine Um, currently is no one yeah good (laughs) just finding everyone kind of yeah, they're mediocre. all awful. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, I've kind of tapped out. It's a tough world out tapped there. Out. You're not um, wrong. I know. Um, Can you anyway. define what you mean by weirdo? Well, so yeah, absolutely. I guess like unconventional personality, lifestyle. Maybe doesn't have a job. Maybe doesn't have a house. A lot okay, of why? Uh, I guess maybe we don't have time for that. Low self esteem. Okay, got her childhood. Fair, fair, fair. Um, maybe wears an entire outfit made of puka shells. Yeah, no. like uh, a lot of a lot of artsy. A lot. Yeah, it artsy. Just sounds- Dangerous. Yes, absolutely. I'm yes, not you're, all, you're not wrong about that either. Not poking and Dang- puka shells have teeth. They have like active teeth. <laughs> Danger is one of my love languages. Okay. Um, I it's the I, opposite <laughs> of my love language. Mine's like don't hurt me. That's like the baseline for anybody I date. Mine's like, like talk to me very very softly. Mine's like yeah, exactly. please don't. But also if it seems like you could, I'm like kind movements. of into it. Like yeah. it, it's it's usually I'll just say I I have multiple exes who identify as wizards in an unironic way um, a professional air guitarist me, professional though. air guitarist I judged an air guitar competition in 2015 I believe and did it make your pussy no you probably dry? you probably met her ex I probably met your ex yeah. I I made like a little bit of a splash in the air guitar wow. community they take it very seriously well, here's why because I was the only um, female judge on the panel <laughs> yeah. and that's not that's not why but um but um it was really fun it's how I met um um, 
Danny Tamborelli and Mike Morona from Pete and Pete. And oh, so all good friends yeah. with them. Yeah. So all three of us were judging this air guitar competition, which sounds what like a really great way to make friends. I've right heard, here. I've heard yeah. Danny Tamborelli is a real nice guy. He's wonderful. And I'm friends with um, him and his wife. They actually met on Tinder. Wow. And they just had a baby. And like, they're so one. Like, I've become such good friends with them. It's nuts. So beautiful. Um, so beautiful. But, um, but anyway... There were people who were like heckling the female contestants and I like turned to Danny and Mike and I'd never met them before Mm -hmm. that night. And I was like, Hey, just so you know, um, I'm going to say something about this. This is really pissing me off. Like I'm going to call them out and like everyone in this room fucking scared because this pisses me off. There's only a few women on here. Yeah. There are so few women, so few women, (laughs) except for one of the world champions is a woman. I know too much about this. I'm sure. No, it's fine. Now I know a lot, but like, suck on that. Uh Thank God for fucking Danny and Mike were, I mean, not thank God. This is like the bar is so low, but they were like, yeah, we'll back you on that fuck you say it and i was like okay good and i was just like hey just fyi we're gonna take a quick break and uh tell you don't you fuck with anybody on that fucking stage this is hard and this is not they're they're contestants they're not fucking women they're not like yeah exactly and there was like just like the most silence and then like a few applause it was like probably like the women in the room being like i don't hate other women and then all the men being like i don't know if i do what what is this girl saying yeah why yeah but then it was really great because like the next Next morning, like the Air Guitar Federation or whatever was just like, we want to thank Lane Moore for saying that. And that's the type of environment we want to have. And I was like, hell yeah. Fuck you guys. Like, just like girls get up there and you're just like, well, yeah, take it off. Like, fuck. They're competing in a contest. This is why women don't do this. It's also because they know they're going to be subjected to that. It's also like a nerd. It's such a nerdy thing. You think there'd be respect, but see, that's a whole other like thing. It's like, I used to think nerdy guys were like where it's at. And so many nerdy dudes, you're like, oh, you hate women even more. Not always. Yeah. you're like it's such a bummer. You're like a beta. You're like a beta bully. Like totally. you're like, oh, I'm so meek, but also weirdly so mean to you. Totally, it's such yeah. a bummer. So. That's what the air guitarist was. I had a feeling. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. All of this is to say, did <laughs> your ex suck? I bet he did. Yeah, I bet he did. That's a there's great. So many, yeah, it's like there's so many nice people in that organization. But again, like with every nerd subculture. Oh, like, yeah, there's always know? a little bit of Reddit in there. <laughs> um, well, sometimes nerds like to use their smart to feel superior because they don't have other things. Yeah, but it's, he wasn't even that much smarter than whatever. Anyways, he gave me scabies. It's a money. <laughs> we don't even need to get into it. But so anyway, so Emily usually skews towards uh, guys, well, guys with jobs. Guys with jobs. Okay, I'm Emily. I date guys with jobs. Okay. Um, I like that too. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean. Wow, okay, well, I'm feeling uh, judged. No, you're, you're right. But, but you also date a more like more socially like more uh uh adhering to social norms absolutely yeah yes um so i was shocked by this pick yeah but this okay so so (laughs) all right so i matched with this guy on tinder and he had a japanese name but he didn't look especially Japanese, except mm-hmm. in some photos, I was like, oh, maybe you're um, maybe you're part Japanese. And then so you got that name, but you're mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I saw a photo of this, by the way. He does not look Japanese at all. Um, no, you actually told me in one photo that he looked like he Did could I? be. Okay. Yes. Wow. Um, but it was in every photo he looked very different and well, you don't know and it's like you don't, also don't want to erase someone's ethnicity because yeah. they look that way I get it I yeah, guess. show totally. me your Japanese card that so, sounds a little internment right. campy yeah. so um, so I asked him we were talking over the app for a little while and then we were texting for a little while and I asked him if he was Japanese and he said no I'm not but my stepdad is mm-hmm. and I lived in Japan for a couple years mm-hmm. so I'm like 
Okay, that doesn't really explain why you have a Japanese name, though. Like, that maybe, like, your stepdad adopted you, so then you have a, his last name, but then you also have a first name that's Japanese. It's just, it's interesting, right? Right. And there were a lot of other things. The way that he texted was very, like, E.E. Uh, e. Cummings, like, right. disjointed phrases and lowercase and dots in the middle of things. And I'm Love like, it. you're... My pussy is so wet. Yeah, like, you're a, <laughs> yeah. You're a poet. Yes, Slam poet, fake Japanese name. I'm so I in. need to know more. Yeah. I just like I needed to know more. I was like, I'm gonna go on this one date. Was with he him. fun? Like when you were talking he to him, were you having so fun? fun? Did it did it come off because like these sort of pretentious weirdo poets, I like it, but also sometimes it gets a bit tiring. Were you tired of it during the conversation or were you genuinely genuinely feeling engaged by him? So I actually just remembered this. So at, at first I was very confused. Mm-hmm. Um because Love his it. text didn't they were just like he asked me at one point he was just like how's life mm. and and i was just like i okay i gave it like a real thoughtful answer sure. like well this is what's going good and this is what's not. i'm in therapy now <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah my standard canned response sure and then he and then i'm like and you and then he responds uh long and insomniatic Wow. No. Yeah. This no, hard see, pass. Here's to the all thing. Of this. I twenty five year old me would have been fucking just driven Down over this. To clown. Now I'm i I've been taken to to the car wash with these guys so yeah. many times and I'm tired of it. And I like, love instead of like taking yeah. it to the cleaners, yeah. take it to the car, take wash. the car wash. You have just put me through a car wash. She's a little red corvette. Over and yeah, over true, and over true, and over true. and over again. You've washed my pussy too many times. Yes. <laughs> and and I am just waterlogged. And I don't care about your weird poems. Yeah. But this is the no. first time you've ever Yeah, I've never really delved also he was like super hot. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I, I was like, they I, have to be attractive to carry yeah. off dumb bullshit. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go. It's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to have a good story. That's another thing. Like when you're when, like in comedy, like you kind of your life starts to blend with your art. Sure. With your art. With your art. And you, you want start to, go to, to like the car wash of life. Like I find that I sometimes do things for the story, not for the story, but the story could be a byproduct of having not a great experience or right. not like I a, definitely I did that like a long time ago and it got old like so fast. Yeah. And it does get old. It gets old yeah. so fast. And I was just like, what is this? like you have enough stories? It becomes yeah. like, you become like a hoarder. Yeah. Of bad stories where you're like, oh, I gotta get rid of some of, of like, these. Like I have too people. many of these. I know. Like, yeah, you're I've shedding gotta, stories. Yeah, I've yeah. got a, none of these brought me joy. I've got to I gotta no. discard some of these stories at the side of the road. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm I, the most guilty of this. Yeah. And I'm trying to improve with it because it's like toxic people are after a while. It's just not cute because you see so many the same versions of it. And you're like, I know how this ends. Yeah. And it's in chaos and I me mean, being exhausted. I don't know how to explain it. He just like he 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 seemed he didn't seem toxic. He seemed like very eccentric, but he was also very nice. So I was like, you know. Uh, what's uh, adventure time. I'll meet you at barcade and play a few rounds of pinball whatever mm-hmm. so I go and meet him and um and he shows up and not only is he a hundred percent white <laughs> um not Japanese at all but he has a vaguely um like international school accent okay I can't quite place it it's kind of British it's kind of Australian it's kind of American okay I, d- I don't know what it is he starts telling me his life story and it's 
pretty crazy. Yeah, he seems like a lost soul a little bit. Totally. And yeah. he, he, there was this whole thing with his mom. When his mom got pregnant with him, the dad pieced out. So then she got remarried to a Japanese man before he was even born. Okay. Gave him his last name, but also gave him a Japanese first name. And he grew up in Texas. So he's this white boy growing up in Texas with a fully Japanese name. Yeah, I would be eccentric too. That's a big... Yeah. That's a big... You would have to be, right? That's yeah. a lot of being... Feeling outsider-ish in one's like, you know. So then he tells me that he works in finance and he tells me that he works at a Japanese company. <laughs> oh my God. Well, uh, uh, he also... Like, is this, I feel like these are all lies. You know what I mean? Everything's oh. so odd that I'm like... Is I'm, any part of you real? If it was just one weird thing, I'd sure. be like, okay. But there were so many weird things. Mm-hmm. I'm probably not even going to be able to name them all. He tells me he speaks six languages. He lived in... None of them are Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> not <laughs> Japanese right. at all. No, he speaks like French, Spanish, uh, Japanese, Did he speak English. any of the languages to you? So this is another thing. Like, yeah, we want I, proof. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like these are lies. his birth certificate? I'm like, these are obvious lies, right? Yeah. And then, but then later on, they all checked out. So I'm trying to catch him in a lie, I, spoiler alert, we have two more dates after this. Right. Oh, okay. I am trying to catch him in a lie the entire time. He's like stringing me along along on this wild goose chase. Yeah. But I can't. Everything checks out. So I'm like, what are you lying about? Yeah. Does he seem like shady or insecure or like because it, these could this could all be true, but it just seems so unlikely. So if someone needs to lie or like make themselves seem much more interesting than they are. It's usually because they're super insecure. Are you getting right. the sense well, that's that the he's weird like weird thing to me? I don't know. He's a white, a white dude. Yeah. Like, white dude. <laughs> right. What do you have to be insecure about? Yeah. Well, just like, I mean, and even like, I don't know, like, like even, even when you were like, Oh man, that must've been like awkward for him. And I'm like, he was still a white dude. Yeah. He was yeah. Still a white dude. You know what I mean? Like, even if you have a weird name, it's like, you're still, he's still going to be treated way better than if he was actually a Japanese sure. dude with a Japanese. It's name also in, like in Texas, weirdly yeah. kind of offensive that he's like co-opting Japanese, even though his father, his stepfather is Japanese. Right, but I guess like, maybe his stepfather feels like his dad. So it's right. like, I have a hard time with this because I don't want to just be like, whatever, you're not. And it's like, hey, but if you were raised by and you identify with, I don't know. Like, yeah, and that's, yeah. and, it's real and, Rachel Dole's all kind of <laughs> situation. No, it's not. Because if he was raised by a Japanese exactly, man and, yeah. and, and right. identifies with the culture. Right, but do you know he was, the thing is like, do you yes. know he was raised by a Japanese well, man? Well, that's yes. why I'm like. So, so exactly what Lane is doing right now that's what I was doing the entire time mm-hmm. we were hanging out together right. it's like yeah. I, I'm trying to get myself in his head and justifying all these weird bizarro world things and then I lived in Australia and then I speak 17 I'm like you how do you even have enough years and that came into play later because uh-huh. he tells me that he's 29 okay I look him up online and I do a little research yeah and I find out that He's 34, which is like, to me, that's a weird age difference to lie about. So he says he's 29, but he's actually 34. He told me he was 29, but he's actually 34. But I don't know anyone who would have a problem with you being 34. Yeah. Which that what that tells me is that you're very insecure about your age for no reason. Well, 29 also seems like you want to say that you're in your 20s, but you you obviously look kind of like you're in your 30s. So yeah. 29 is the last possible years of I the 20s. So. I it's you so, know. I'm, I'm clearly Again, gonna, I'm like uh, pinning things to the wall, being like, why the lies? I mean, the first Google result will reveal to me how old you are. Right. That's what I don't understand. Then 
He shows up in a samurai. <laughs> no, he okay. So so the first date. It are you having fun with him? So much fun. Yeah. Because so eccentric fun. people are very fun. Yeah, I feel yeah. like I'm in a storybook. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Welcome I, to all of my ro- love life. The, for the, the last first date. That's years. the first date. Yeah. We go to our separate homes. Whatever. The second date. He comes back to my apartment and he's like, just so you know, like nothing, I I don't, let's keep it PG-13, like nothing's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. We're making out and he is like throwing me around, Mm -hmm. like simulating sex on me, (laughs) dry humping me. He throws me over his shoulder. At one point, he like- Slamming you against walls. Kind of. He like suspends me in midair and he's like, you know, I have a contraption at home. (laughs) That'll hold you in midair while I fuck you. God, I love this guy. And also- Nothing about this is PG-13. Terrifying. Nothing about this is PG-13. I have a contraption. (laughs) Already, you've missed the PG-13 with the word contraption. Yeah. So like all of these mixed signals are driving me bonkers. I got a bunch of iron shackles in my home. <laughs> but then he's like, but then he's like, but we can't have sex. Why? This is odd. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, do you have a girlfriend? Do you like, yeah, do you have an STD? Do you have AIDS? Like what, what is going on right now that we can't right. have sex? Why can't I go back to your apartment? Why are you... Lying about your age, like all of these things. Why are, are you fake Japanese? Why are you but you're probably actually Japanese? fake Japanese? Yeah. He stays over. We do not have sex because he doesn't want to, and I'm not going to take advantage of somebody. Sure. Um, and we go to brunch the next day. By the way, it's Tuesday after Memorial Day, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have to work. Okay. So I'm like, mm, do you have a job? Uh huh. Um, is this Japanese company that you work at? Do they have two days off for Labor Day? Yeah. Interesting. What's happening right now? We go to brunch. He swipes his debit card and it says an American first name. Okay. And then his Japanese last name. They're all like half truths. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm like, why? Let's, let's just say it was Samuel. So I'm like, why does your debit card say Samuel? And he's like, oh, I have an anglicized name, but I don't really use it except on resumes. But and I'm ang- like, it's not a, it, can you call it an anglicized name if, if you're, you're white? Not- <laughs> can you, do? isn't an anglicized name when you have a Japanese name, but you have another. You move to a English speaking country. Ado- and, they- and you adopt an American yeah. name to make it easier for people. Not when your real first name is something else. And then you're using your middle name to make it more interesting. This whole thing screams identity crisis. The whole thing screams right. identity crisis. Exactly. Yeah. And also potential uh, killer. When you were telling me about like, you're like, I spent a whole day with him. I had a great time. I was like, I'm a little, because it's not like he seemed, he seemed, he didn't, he He seemed very safe, but he seemed very, uh, uh, out of touch in a lot of ways. Do you think he was on drugs? I don't. Really? I don't. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I mean, he definitely wasn't actively on drugs when Mm -hmm. we were together. Yeah. Um, and he said he didn't do, he like made a point to say he didn't do drugs. He didn't seem, he seemed fairly put together. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't think he was on drugs. I think he is a drug. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's the drug. He's my so, favorite drug. So anyway, we did see each other one more time. Uh, and I ended up staying at his apartment. Again, we didn't have sex. He. Did, he, did you see the contraption? 
I didn't get to see the contraption. Because I don't he, think there is a contraption. He made me watch no. um, Donnie Darko yeah. in its entirety. When you said this is his favorite movie, I'm like, yep, okay. this all It's a crazy out. person's movie. Yeah, it's a crazy person's movie. Um, And then... And I'm not even... I, I love Donnie Darko. I'm like, this is... Uh, yeah, but if that's your favorite movie. It, it's just... It's, it's a disturbing movie. Yeah. And I enjoy it very much. I think it's a really cool movie. And I'm not being like, he's crazy. Like, I'm not judging. I... Love this Kool Aid, but it—if you choose to identify as your favorite movie being Donnie Darko, you got some also, things in the closet a little bit. But, and are you twenty? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the thing to me. It's like I don't even, you know, mental health status. Who can know? But like, are you twenty? Yeah. Like, what adult? Yeah. And movie Fallout is Boy that? is my favorite band. Right. Yeah. And what year I have is a fake this? Japanese name. You and- need to show me this movie. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Uh, and you're making girls watch it on dates. Like all this screams, I'm 18. To me, yeah, it does. That's yeah, stunted, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then he kept saying like he would only take it so far, and then he didn't want to have sex again. And it's like, okay, if you don't want to have sex, I'm not. Again, like I don't. I'm not gonna force this you keeps, to have sex this with keeps me. Keeps happening to you, people not but, wanting to have sex. I know, but but it was like he kept saying he wanted to, but he was like, wouldn't you rather have a lot of sex later on than having sex right away and never seeing each other again. And I was like, what? I don't know. Are yeah. the two mutually exclusive? Yeah. yeah. Like, what, well, okay, what are you? That's like the red flags. Right that there, that yeah. was the reddest flag of all. Cause I was like, yeah. okay, you clearly have some really fucked up views about sex yeah. and women and like maybe have a problem with like sleeping with people right away and then right. not seeing mm-hmm. them again. Yeah. But that's like, not in my mind. These are the two options. Exactly. Right. Also, do you mind if I turn my headphones down a little bit? Oh, of course. No, don't worry about it. Thanks. Um, how's that? Let's find out. How about that? I like weirdly should know better. Can you hear? That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, a little bit. A little, a little bit up. A little bit louder. How's that? Yeah, thank you. Okay, cool. Sorry. <laughs> no, um, yeah. But that was the final straw. And then I basically stopped responding to him after yeah. that. Um, he's texted me a couple times. Very strange. Again, disjointed. Yeah text messages uh-huh. that I have not responded to but uh definitely the weirdest sure the weirdest dating experience I have ever had and that's saying a lot well so this is why I like tinder because I like I mean this guy is kind of whack but I find all like hinge and uh, I haven't been on the apps in a long time because uh I gave up on trying to meet people in that manner Fair enough um but I do find that like Hinge or Bumble or whatever kind of brings in the more, I don't know, I guess, I don't want to say mainstream, but it is more like, ah, the weirdo artists are more on Tinder, I think. And I don't know why. I don't know. Lane, what do you, do you notice a difference between the apps? I don't notice like a huge, I don't notice a huge difference. Yeah. I think I kind of know what you mean, but I don't know. I, my, my thing is, um... And I guess I guess I, I'll I'll say this. So I have a show called Tinder Live. Yes, yeah. Where I go on my Tinder on a big projector screen, and everybody like votes whether I swipe right or left, and then I talk to these dudes. So I've been doing the show for five years, mm-hmm. and I've done it like all around the country. So I've spent more time on dating apps than like the average person. Sure. And so whenever yeah. people say like, "Oh, I only use this app because that's where the really great people are at," and I'm like, "That's no. not true. Everybody like, has access to these apps, right? Exactly. Exactly. I'm looking for the bad people. That's why I <laughs> go to Tinder. Fair, but like, I mean, but my point is like. 
there are people I know who've gotten married off of Tinder yeah. and have only found people who want hookups on Hinge. I'm not saying that anyone is, is exclusively that, but this idea that like this one app is bad, this one app is perfect. Yeah, people say like, like Tinder's the fuck app and Hinge is the relationship app. Like, Which is insane because yeah. I've I've been, like I said, I have friends who've gotten married and had babies, like several friends yeah. from Tinder. Andrew's and brother have, met his girlfriend on, yeah. long time girlfriend on Tinder. It happens, but then similarly with Hinge, like I was shocked, like I went on Hinge um, not that long ago and this this guy was like so what are you looking for and I was just like I mean like a relationship like this is the relationship app and sure. he was like I'm not looking for anything serious and I was like and he said it to me like oh you're so weird like why yeah. do you want that and I was like you literally sign up for the relationship app like I don't understand yeah and like wrote like this is what I'm like please like me right you like spend all this time because you have to spend I don't it's just it's just you have to answer more questions I yeah, like it I found out that you don't like it's so funny because I was like oh this is an app where I have to like roll up my sleeves and like put in some work okay that's fine but then I started swiping and there's so many dudes who just straight up don't answer them oh really straight up don't put the five uh, the, the five questions straight up God. don't put five photos they just treat it like like tinder and it's so weird to me because i feel like the marketing is so strong that it's bizarre to me like how many men are on hinge who like act like they have no idea that it's any you know what i think what it comes down to is that the masses are asses and they're gonna like you can market that's that's exactly what i'm saying market something you can market it however you want literally people are gonna use it to what to to do whatever they want whatever they want because they're gonna use it how they want to use it i say i say this all uh, that exact thing all the time because it's like yeah, like if there were some utopia, if there really were an app like that where like everyone wanted sure. a relationship and I knew that when we matched, we were going to go on a date and have a loving relationship, like that app would be insanely popular. Yes. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like people would be all over it. It'd be in the freaking news. I, like, but the point is that exactly you can't force somebody to want what you created your app for. Yeah. They're still going to use it however the hell they want to use it. I also and hate. And put in a least effort if they want. hate when someone like shames you for being upfront about the fact that you're interested in more than just hooking up. It is like the last time I was on the apps, I got just like strung along by these fuck boys who ended up not even meeting up with me. Like we would exchange nudes and it was like, this is you. We are adults. Like you were actively wasting my time and making me feel like a loser for like giving an iota of a shit. Now, did you put it in your profile? Did you put in your profile what you wanted, or did you tell them in the thing? I'm just curious. I just, I, I would just, you know what? I don't, I don't know what I. No, no, my my bio in dating apps has been the same over really? years. It is always a quote, and is I am a girl standing in front of a boy asking him not to skin her and wear her skin as a mask. <laughs> and that is my bio. Great. Because it's a joke. Yeah. The thing like, is, like, I don't think the bio, I, I don't think the bio should really be used to, like, give actual, like, well, information on what you're looking for. Because I, the way that I view these apps is they're really just, like, introduction apps. Well, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just, like, to be able to meet more people that you wouldn't meet in your social groups. But... Okay, so I have a differing opinion, but I still very much respect that. But I'll explain why I have a differing opinion, because I think a lot of people feel that way, and I don't. So, okay. Um, I have always, not always, almost always put what I'm looking for, not an essay, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like something very brief, like a a one-line joke that just says like, I would like, I'm looking for like kind of a relationship in some way. I'm looking for something cute, whatever. Um, Because with the idea that I'm not saying this is successful, but with the idea that 
I don't want them to even approach me if they're just looking for some horrible sex I'm going to hate. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the yeah. idea for me is that like, I'm going to say this right off the bat. I don't even want to talk to you. I don't care if it's two minutes. That's two minutes of my life. I don't want to waste with right. somebody who's just some like fuck boy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is that so many men don't even, don't read, even the read them. So it doesn't yeah. matter. And so when mm-hmm. I match, I think, oh, this is somebody else who wants a relationship. Terrific. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it, it doesn't. But the other thing about that is, I hear so many women say that, and that's interesting to me because maybe I've just done enough of this to know I hate it, but, like, I don't want to talk to somebody for, like, two seconds and introduce myself and, like, go to a bar and, like, find out that, like, you don't look like your photos. Like, men give women so much shit for that, but men do that, too, where I'm like, you look nothing like this. definitely. Because I used to use it like that. I think that's what it was. I used to use it like that, where I was like, whatever, yeah, let's meet up. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then I had enough dates where I was like, you look nothing like your photos, your horrifying to talk to you're saying app like legitimately scary things to me so now at this point I like heavily vet people where it's like that's why like I personally um hate the whenever I see the like let's skip the small talk and just meet I'm like you know what no and like I've written about this like for many women I think myself included the small talk is me not only trying to prove that like you're going to be fun for me to spend a night with, yeah. even if it's an hour, I don't care. It's an hour of my life. Um, and that you're not going to kill me. Yeah, totally. Like, I think, totally like shut up about the like, why are we doing all this small talk? Maybe you don't like small talk because you don't know how to talk to women and women are bored by you. And that's not why they're, you yeah. know what I mean? Well, yeah. Like, well, that's, well, I, I actually agree with why that. Why are we doing all this talking? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like you have to be a person in the world. Learn yeah. how to talk. Like, yeah. No, I don't, I don't approach <laughs> Absolutely. it. I don't approach it from such an extreme place. Like, I don't think like, yeah. I don't think like we should say hi and then meet up immediately. Yeah. Which um, is what men would love yeah, to have. Would that, love. To do that, which is so crazy. I mean, I definitely so think you, there weird. needs to like, be like a little back and forth to suss. So I think there's a certain amount of sussing out you can yeah, yeah, do yeah. a person via text to even know if you want to. Right. And, and that's because, the hardest thing because for me, via though. text, if you vibe, then there's the next layer of are we going to vibe in person? Then there's yes, the which next sucks, layer of, And I always forget that. Like, but see, that's I think that's that's the flaw of apps for me personally, which is that it's hard to tell on an app if you're yes, going to vibe because in I had a guy recently who like, oh, Oh my God, we were having the best conversations. And I was like, ah, this is so good. We're having in person, nothing. Because he was one of those dudes. And I swear to God, I found most of these when I was like in my teens, where it was like guys I'd meet online Uh as a teenager. And it was like, oh my God, they're so good at talking and they're so funny and their references. And you meet the person, they're like, hello. Yeah, because they have all this pre-canned uh-huh. shit. Yeah, or something. Like or it, over I don't, time. Or they can't, the second that they get in in front of a girl, yeah. they can't do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's something they can do behind a screen that they can't do. There's something interesting. So there's been, there's this survey that, or this uh, article that came out based on like stats that says that the generation below millennials, I guess, or maybe millennials. Z. Z, yeah. Is having less sex than any uh, gen- than the generations above them. But which aren't is, they like eighteen? Well, I guess so. But but when, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, the twelve year olds are not. I know, sex? I know, I know. I think this I know. is adding I mean, up. I lost my virginity when I was nineteen, so I no, that's not true. Okay, so I think um, Gen Z starts. I think ninety six. Okay, so it's twenty three year olds. Okay, yeah. So eighteen to twenty three. You would expect that that group would be like. I mean, when I was in that bracket, boy, was I red Corvette fucking, fucking hard. Um, and Trojans and some of them use. I think. I think what this might be, and a lot of people are having their are proposing theories on it, but I think a lot of it is 
number one. I've also heard that said about millennials too. I've heard that. I don't know if it's, yeah. I don't know if it's Gen Z, but I know I've heard that said about millennials yeah. that there's like, we're having less sex. I've proposed many theories about this. That's how well, I know. Yeah. I mean, I but think yeah. it, I think partially it is what you're saying about the apps because there's this, all this social intelligence under the safety of a screen where you can be like really kind of outrageous or charismatic because there's no other person there that you feel judged by. Like there's no actual right. real social intelligence or a different type of social intelligence and yeah. like pre-can shit that yeah. you can say that doesn't match your, you know, actual like I'm, I'm a charismatic person out like out in the world, but yeah. I could, you, someone could type in the style of a charismatic person and then yeah, once totally. you get to the, the real shit. Well, or you can interpret how somebody is acting as what you think they're acting like. Yeah. But, but I, I think... There's like, also porn. We it, forget about that too. Yeah, porn. I think I think the fantasy. We're forgetting thing, about porn. I mean, I haven't forgotten about porn. Well, that's what I'm saying. Though. I, I think people aren't going out and meeting people in real life. I think sometimes you get enough. Uh, I don't know if I want to use the word validation. No, I, guess, like, I know exactly you get what enough you're satisfaction yeah. from knowing that somebody else that would have been, sex with you. It's been it's been said a lot, and there's I'm also one like really neurotic thing that I do when I'm on apps, which it's like every couple months I'll be on for like two days, like sure. just two frenzied days where I like remember why I don't like them uh -huh. or why they don't work for me. I guess is what I'll say. But um um, but yeah, like when I'm matched with all these dudes and I see all these people in my thing, like they have approximately 24 hours, 48 if I'm really feeling generous, I really feel excited by them, to write me or I unmatch them. I actively will unmatch them. Oh, really? And because I don't like the idea that I am sitting in your fucking inbox and you can imagine I'd fuck you. So that you can look here for validation and go, oh my God, look at all these 600 girls. They'd all fuck me. And I'm like, I wouldn't. I was literally swiping right on you to see what else you had to offer. All right, I think you're hot or whatever it is. I want to see what yeah. else do you have to offer me? Yeah. And do I even want to meet up with you? Like to me, it's the first, it's the first rope of like, all right, you're cute. Okay. You think I'm cute. All right. What do you have now? Yeah. But so many men, I think exactly. are just like, oh, I don't even need to date because I just want to know that all these women will have sex with me. And yeah. like, who knows if it's true, but I feel like it is true. We're like so many, so many men and even, even on hinge, like that was the other thing. I was like, I thought this was supposed to be the relationship app. I found that men on on Hinge, like so many of them, just didn't write back ever, and I was like, "Really? What? Yeah, I've had that what? a lot." What's the point so, of this? Yeah, so having having Tinder Live, which is um, your comedy show slash like interactive yeah, dating totally. type show, yeah. does has that changed the way that you interact with people on the apps, or did it like did it put a bad taste in your mouth about it? Or no, it's 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 meant to be and acts as a catharsis, and it's really yeah. funny because. What it is, so like I I play a character on Tinder Live too, who's mm -hmm. like um super like, you know, just like maybe on like a lot of drugs like and like spacey, super drunk dizzy. and like really horny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like what? Oh my God. Like I the idea for the Tinder Live character was basically this idea that like when I first started using apps, um, and I was being like myself and I was like funny and I had opinions and like a soul and you know, <laughs> I was a person. I found that like, I think a lot of men were like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you want to have sex or not? And I, and like, that's fine, whatever. But like my theory was that like, I'd be 
I'd be just as successful, if not more successful, if all I was was like a horny young woman who just like said batshit things. Right. Oh, a million. And the show proves that time and time again. (laughs) Like, we're all tell these guys, like, oh my God, I'm stuck in the woods. It's so scary because I'm so wet. Like, I'll say things like this, and guys are like, where are you? I'll send a car. And I'm like, oh my God. Every time. Like, it's just. And then they're not all like, they're not all like that, but like, I'll just say the most ridiculous, just, it, it's just, it's totally improvised, but like, I'm just saying yeah, ridiculous things yeah. based I on whatever. I have heard it and I think it's hilarious by the Thanks. way, but, but yeah, these conversations go on for so long where you would yeah. think that the guy would catch on they that never, it's a bit. They yeah. never, they never do because it's this whole like, because I always say like, I always swipe on the guys you'd never really swipe on. Like the ones who like their profiles are really weird or like offensive or like they just seem nuts. Like recently at a show, um, I do it at Littlefield every month, but I did one at the Gramercy and I had a like almost the whole hour long conversation with a guy who claimed he was a wolf and I was trying to convince Wait, him is this that my ex? That's, uh, <laughs> that's Andrea's type actually well I found him do you have him. his number? I yeah. found him no I did not ask for it at all you didn't get the digis? but we had this whole conversation where I was trying to prove that I was a wolf and he was like you don't he's like I don't believe that you're a wolf but I think you could be trained and then he told me he had this like school for wolves ah! and then we're just like having like this like wolf sexting conversation yeah. the whole time when I'm trying to prove that I do have a wolf vagina I get it <laughs> and like you know and like he's just describing his wolf tongue Little just like wolf Corvette yeah. Woo. Woo. <laughs> exactly <laughs> but like anyway like but there's just the most ridiculous. Like, we're just talking those ridiculous, yeah, dudes. But like, there's so many men out there who are just like, sure, whatever. Like, would rather have, I think, that it does conversation do, like, depressingly confirm that totally. they would prefer like a little slutty baby to yes. a real human person. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, no offense to slutty babies, uh, but like, you know, yeah, <laughs> listen. yeah ba- listen, we are pro babies doing whatever they want with yeah. their own bodies. <laughs> yeah, but it, it does. It's it is. But there is something that like men where it's like there was one guy who like his profile said like I love anime I'm like during Tinder Live I was like what's anime what is it explain it to me I don't know explain and then I asked tits. him and then I asked him I was like is it like Disney cartoons and he was like no babe and I was like oh my god this oh, is your no, heaven babe. this is your heaven Ugh. but it's just like you know so it hasn't made me look at it any different it's like but what it has done is it's really funny because um when I would do the show, so like when the show started, I was on Tinder all the time and it mm-hmm. was like to deal with like all my frustration. It was like immediately, like, like literally the second that I got on Tinder for the first time, I had the idea for Tinder Live and then like pitched it and was like out doing it like a month later or That's whatever awesome. it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, but um, so it was like this outlet for like, wait, if I'm feeling this like isolated and like confused Makes you feel and so annoyed. bad about yourself. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, what if I put this in a room with other people and we're all swiping together and we're all realizing that we're all going through the same shitty experience yeah. together. And it'll be this unifying yeah. thing that comedy can be. And what's really funny is like now having done it for five years, like, which feels really nuts, but, um, cause it's like a, that's my longest yeah, relationship. Yeah. It's like your baby is Tinder <laughs> it really, life. Yeah. It really is. But, um, and husband somehow, but <laughs> that's for another time. But, um, but like, it's interesting because when, when I'll go back into like trying to like earnestly trying to meet people sure. on dating apps and I get so frustrated and I'm like, this is so frustrating and like alienating and like, is everybody going through this? God, somebody should make a comedy show about this. And that's why I did like, mm-hmm. but I remember like, Oh, that's why this resonates so much with people like, yeah. a, cause it's a really funny improv show, but also because when you use these dating apps for any prolonged period of time, especially if you're actually trying to find something out yeah. of it, whether it's relationship or whatever, 
it's so frustrating and confusing and like what what new shade of bullshit is this yes like, always, always. yes what, there is always a new shade of bullshit always new like and, i've like i said i've been on for so long and like when someone gives me new bullshit i'm like I am mad, but I'm also impressed that you found a new right, way right, right. to make to me bamboozle so mad. Me. Uh, yeah, because even when it's good, it's bad. Like yeah. i i had a I had a good. I won't go into the whole thing because whatever. But like, um, I had a really great. Like, I met this dude on Tinder um, back in November, and when we were talking, he was like, "By the way, um, oh, he like mentioned something that was going on on my Twitter," and mm-hmm. I was like, "Huh?" And he was like, "He was like, oh, I just um." I'm friends with a bunch of like really badass uh, women who are like all like extremely online and I'm not really, but like I told them I matched with you and I was like, Oh, I matched this girl. She seems really cool. And they were like, yeah. that's Lee Moore. Oh my God. And like, they really like you. And I was like, okay. Whoa, have- yeah. It was like, you have cool female friends. All right. Awesome. This is yeah. kind of a nice meet cute. Your yeah, friends are yeah. like, Damn, like you're really hot. This that's is a all good, that's a I very need. good, like a, uh, you know, check totally. mark. It should have been. And then we even have like this real, like we had this lovely conversation, this lovely first date. And then in between the first and second date, it just became like a fuckery nightmare but so that's what's so interesting to me like when people are like yeah we went on a few dates like even we went out on a few dates and this could be me that like I've gotten you know just like my tolerance for bullshit has gotten less where to where like I don't want to explore I don't want to like see how it works out and sure. I don't want to do that anymore but I'm like I- I'm amazed that like you were even able to get to three dates because I'm like what yeah. I can't even imagine getting to the point anymore it was a wild ride yeah I'm sure <laughs> yeah and maybe that might have been what it was it was like it was like a Disney World well it's also you. like it's summertime everybody's out hanging and banging I have yeah. a different energy <laughs> I have hanging a different and banging I also love it too because that was the most like cool mom thing you've said this whole time <laughs> everyone's hanging and banging I get it I'm like you I am a cool mom you yeah. really I channel are. that energy yeah, yeah. You really I, are. This I, a compliment. I have a different energy in the summertime yeah, when it comes do. to dating than yeah. I do in okay. other I, as I think most people do I and I also think that Maybe, like yeah. I was also partially like I have that in the fall I, was, oh, I yeah? get really like let's fall in love I know me too and I'm buy like, school supplies let's, let's yeah. wear fur jackets yeah I'm like and, and then you'll buy me a hot cider <laughs> and you'll like do that thing where you like put your hands on my shoulders and like rub them like oh, hey babe I want someone to buy me a hot cider take me to a brewery uh, and try different uh, sure. Hops. Sure. Oh. We'll laugh and you'll have one of those like the, those like cowl neck sweaters oh. like, kind of like goes off the shoulder thing. God, and please. It's a cardigan. has like really good buttons. Let's make some apple picking porn. Oh. oh, totally. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. You get it. Yeah. yeah no, I do. Yeah. Summer just, is like, your season. You'll throw leaves at me and I'll be like, stop it. But I really am like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what? Summer's just like where I thrive in general. Yeah. It really is. It's yeah. just like skirts and boots. Like I this, it. I can't. I just, I think you too also, sweaty. you also were. I think I I was like I want to know more. We were both. Like, I wanted to know more. I wanted is what it was. Is like a de- this is almost like a detective thing. But the fact that you weren't getting laid and the contraption and the fake Japanese like there were too many. There things. were too many things. I yeah. did it, and I've done I've done that so many times. That I don't want it to sound in any way like I'm judging it. No. I'm, no. I'm merely I, saying I I'm merely are. saying that at this point, like I cannot. I cannot. Like I would have just totally been like, fair. you what? You what? You what? And like I would have. Here's what I would have done. I would have stayed on that date way too long, been so angry about it, yeah. and then like gone home and been like, I don't know. I stayed for three hours. I don't know why I hate this. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. That's I, I, I do that too, yeah. though. Like if, if it's like a, a bad date, him, yeah. if it's a bad date, 
I, I always let it go on way too long and I'm like, mm-hmm. it, it's this kind of like, I, I guess almost, I can't do it anymore. Now I'm afraid to date because I'm like, if I can't trust myself, now I'm locked with cutting in with it at 30 problem. minutes. It's because it's awkward. It's like, it's, I, awkward. it's, it's this like people pleasery thing that and I'm like, we've been taught like, as women, especially in heteronormative situations to like make the man feel comfortable totally. and make the, even if we're dying yeah. inside. Yeah. I'm always like, one of us is going to walk out of this situation thinking that it was a good time. Yeah. Right. And the guys, and the guys always leave being like, what a great time. Yeah. I had. And I'm like, really? That was the worst night of my life. I climbed like, out I of can't. a window once in a bar. Good. Yes. I wish more of our windows had yeah. more bar <laughs> bathrooms had windows. Like, an emer- like a <laughs> Tinder window that was like Tinder. break. break. Yeah. <laughs> We're there. I'm with you. I break it. in case of a Tinder emergency. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just like. Good for you though. I wish I could have. I But I should have just said to his face, it was, it, it was, he, it was one of those nerds and he <laughs> talked to me about. Just such a shame. I always want the nerds to be good. Like I know. my whole life I've always been rooting for them and like just so every it hurts more to me yes when a nerd is disappointing or hateful or yeah. shitty than when like a bro I don't really date bro dudes but like when some one like that I'm like okay that adds up that well, tracks you, you're a male model of course you would be mm-hmm. weird yeah but like you're the you were the nice nerdy you're yeah. supposed Fine. to be sensitive and woke yeah. I thought I thought mm, never are but that's a that's a cover I know it is a cover a beta it's a beta bro they are uh-huh. the sneakiest type of misogynist so and they need to be exposed for what they truly are because <laughs> I, I have been letting them fuck me over I've been letting air guitarists blow me <laughs> off for fucking years and I'm like I'm so much hotter than you it doesn't this like not that I'm so about the hierarchy of looks because I really don't care about looks like if you look at Clearly. every man I've dated, it's I don't care at all. No, but see that's but, but that's also like another thing. But I work hard to look good. I know, and so that's that's another thing I think about all the time. Where I'm just like, I can't even believe this. Like I was so out of your league, and I'm like, Lane, you need to sit there and look at yourself though, because right, if you're dating somebody who you think that about, sure. Why did you even? Do yeah, it? you have low self esteem, and you and you want to feel safe, and like be like, right. And so, like, yeah. but like, you shouldn't even like. The question isn't. I always think and of, leagues don't exist if they were able to get you anyway. Sure. Well, exactly. I'm like, I'm like, you've ruined it because now you are in their league. You've yeah. done this. Yeah. You did this to yourself. You did this to yourself, and now you've given this person like high self esteem, like, even yeah. higher self esteem. Like, I could get this hot girl. You've and empowered it's like, no, them. I was at a low moment. Yeah. You can only get a really hot girl at a low moment, which yeah. is very easy to find. Sadly. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> hot girl low world. moment. The story it's of a tough world our fucking oh, where exactly we it's the story of our lives yeah so like i don't know i don't know it's it's a it's a fucking nightmare um, it really is this and and this segues nicely into the theme you know what i will say briefly is that we have a uh a, a bumper at the end of our podcast that we say it's a comedy podcast together and that came from trying to get dudes to listen to our podcast via tinder we would send them like links and stuff and there was one guy who was so even when i was like clearly being like it i kept being like it's a comedy podcast it's a comedy podcast he was like let's meet up and i was like what if i what like what if i like all the i was throwing the craziest shit him ever kind of like a version of tinder life and he kept what if i carry a knife everywhere i go stuff like that kept going kept going kept going and i kept being like it's a comedy podcast it's a comedy podcast it's a comedy podcast that was literally (laughs) yeah that's the reason why we have our tagline so very on brand Mm -hmm. um but this is the hot mess comedy hour and we do like to ask people why they think they're a hot mess. So I will direct that question to you, my friend. It's so tough. I have a I have a complicated relationship with that phrase. Sure. Which I think a lot of people of do. Of course. It seems sure condescending, but I celebrate it. But I totally get Totally. It yeah. does. Like I don't feel I don't I I guess I don't feel 
I'll find a way to answer this in a way that will that will make you happy. But like, no, but but <laughs> I don't. I don't. Ide- I don't. I definitely don't identify. Do you say? Yeah. Feel free to shit on the fridge. On the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but shit on the fridge, man. Do what you need. That's my. There's car. a fridge in there if you want to shit on that's it. That's my car. I put me through the car wash. Shit in the fridge. I got my own lingo over here. <laughs> I date. I, I date wizards. I'm I just love a different it. Kind yeah. Of person. No, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't identify as a hot mess because I do think that it. It's really interesting. I think that women are either on two sides of it where exactly they like feel it as empowering mm-hmm. um, or they just feel like, what? No, I don't don't call me that. That feels sexist somehow. So it's like sure. it's either something you, um, you know, you embrace or you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel that. W- yeah, I, I don't feel that way about myself. And I think I for all of the things that like I struggle with, I think I do a good job at this point in my life of like being very compassionate with myself sure. and being like, okay, no, you can't say that like this mental health thing that you struggle with because this horrifying thing happened to you makes you a hot mess. Right. That makes yeah. your brain normal and struggling with a, a solid reaction to this thing that was yeah, out of absolutely. your control. And, um, but all of that said, if I, if I can give a like lower key, like jokey answer, um, God, I'm trying to think because I'm here's here's the other thing too. The other side of this is that like I am such a like overachiever perfectionist, mm-hmm. so I have had a hard time. I I I think that's also part of why I've never been able to. Mm-hmm. I'm just like what, but but if you're hot messing, you're just there's no order, there's no there's yeah, no, there's it's, it's, chaos. Just, it's just chaos exactly. Yeah, you could tell I was like I was afraid to say the word chaos because <laughs> yeah. anyway it would get to me, it would get yeah. in me, and I'd become chaotic. But um, but lately, um, oh. But the thing, okay, here I, I guess maybe this is the thing. Um, and I had an old roommate who noticed this about me. So I'm very like clean and like orderly and I like everything to be in its place. And all these like some part of me, I don't necessarily identify as type A. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like that's true, but I, there's a lot of those characteristics. Um, well, Andrea and- can identify with the cleaning. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, continue, but I kind of think I know where you're going. Yeah. Similar vibe. Yeah. Right. But then there's like another thing where like, I don't shower that often. Mm, And like, (laughs) right. And so it's like, but it's just like, if I don't smell, then I'm well. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think that's a phrase I've ever used. Shit on the fridge, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Shit it on the fridge. But, um, but I'm just like, it's fine. And like my hair is bleached. So like, I don't need to wash it as often. And, um, but like, and I've definitely like used my body as a napkin Mm -hmm. and I've definitely like gotten food on my face and like wiped it off with my hand. Like Mm -hmm. I just like, there's certain parts of me that, are like pretty gross like for a long time like like uh like i I refused to buy paper towels because i was like i don't need them yeah pick up napkins wherever and i was like who are you (laughs) like it's just it's interesting because like the parts of me that are so like yeah i get it done and i never miss a single thing and blah 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 blah, blah, and everything is color coordinated and all of these things there's also this part of me that's just like a little bit gross yeah i'm i my um but like there's got to be something something's got to give though i don't think there's anybody who's like across the board and i never feel like I also never feel like I'm ever going to be that woman who is like always clean and her makeup's always perfect and oh, she no. always looks like I don't understand. I don't think her. that woman exists, or, I mean, or if it does, she I can't think. exist in New York. I don't think she can exactly. Like I yeah. never feel clean here, yeah, ever, yeah. Not and so I think there's a part of me, right? Like, and so I just feel like, oh, whatever. Or like when I wear really short shorts and they like, like I have to be okay with the fact that they're like touching the seat. And then like I don't like I've heard that people immediately when they get home like take their clothes off. Like I've straight up slept. 
my like, oh yeah pass out right on the bed at least, with like all maybe the not on. yeah like maybe not all of them but like some of them like yeah. it's just interesting like what people are like no deal breaker and I'm like okay but you know what like I'm working so hard at perfection like some things are gonna slip yeah. because I'm exhausted well I think and you just can't you can't be um crazy about all of that stuff because the germs are going to permeate somehow you're touching doorknobs that other people have touched you are breathing right. air that other people are sharing I just don't I don't see the point in really getting obsessive about a I lot of that stuff I think that's where that letting like some I've, I've got to let something go and that's in one of the my new thing of like letting it go a little bit is um pressing things like without my credit card like instead of like pressing numbers on an atm with my credit card like oh, i'll try to press them with my hand child. and just be okay with it yeah. i know but like i'm such no, a I'm, like germaphobe like constantly with purell lately i've just been like what if we just like relaxed a little yeah it's kind of like exposure. that's great that you're able to do I'm that trying. i'm always trying to like be better in in some I'm never trying to be best, but I'm always trying to be better um, in some way where it's just like, especially because like, I don't know, I've just been really just tired for a long time and I'm just yeah. trying to be like gentler with myself. So, but I think it's, oh, you know what? Okay. Hopefully this is like all on the same no, topic. I'm, I'm, I love okay, it. Okay, good. Yeah. Cause I'm like, again, I, I don't, I don't know that I have any that was like, I'm fucking nuts. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm no. pretty regimented. Yeah. But there was something, there was this like woman's Instagram post and it was like a little bit cheesy, but I, I found it to be inspiring and I feel like it's as much of a hot mess as I as I can get to that definition. But she was talking about how she was like looking at a photo of herself and she her first thought was like, oh my God, I've let myself go. And then she realized like, wait, reframe it. Like, no, I've let go of a lot of my like regimented ideas. Absolutely. And I think that that's what I'm trying to do where I'm just like, oh my God, like this isn't as perfect as it always was. And I'm like, right, but you weren't happy when it was. Oh, a million percent. I think you know, I've, I've started, I have the, the cleaning situation pretty, uh, yeah. I have obsessive compulsive disorder. And totally, yeah. And the past I have it to some degree for sure. Few years, I have done a little therapy, gone to a little, yeah. little ACOA, a little group therapy, a lot of like places. And I've realized that the controlling of the environment and the controlling and having everything be mm -hmm. perfect um, is a way to feel safe. Totally. And while, I will still indulge it from time to time now. Yeah, I really try to like be like, why are you doing this? Do if the apartment is clean at 3 a.m., is that does that mean you're a successful person or does that mean you're like rebranding this perfectionism right. as like being being healthy and when really it's not healthy at all. It's not good. Go to bed. Like let and it be. It's also like you're like if you're struggling with like I've been dealing with some like ugh, so I'm like, nah, I don't even know how to even talk about it. But I've just been dealing with some stuff that's made me just more tired and like just some pain stuff and things like that. Um, and because of that, like certain things have had to go. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like any sort of chronic illness stuff, like I've been dealing with some stuff the last couple of months and like anything like that has really just made me be like, all right. I, we can't be as regimented as not we used important. to be like that. It's just yeah. not important right now. Like we're trying to get you better. We're trying to like help you heal. Like that's what it is. Like I know usually you never have piles of stuff on the floor. Usually like this is always sorted. This would never be like this. But like sometimes you have to make exceptions. And I think it's ultimately going to be helpful because well, it's yeah. the first time in my life I've allowed myself not to have everything look and be perfect. And I, quote, unquote, whatever that means. I think that I think the having everything look and be perfect. People think that is a reflection that you're doing well. And I don't actually think that it it is like, no, not necessarily to your point. I mean, if it's a healthy thing for you, then sure. But but to your point of like, 
uh, of letting things go. Like I feel wonderful freedom of being like, who gives a fuck? Well, especially when it's like punishing. Like yeah. I think that's what it is. Like I've been having moments where like I'm just like, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And I'm just like, Lean, are you tired right now? You're yeah. really tired, right? And you're well, like yeah. in a lot of pain. Like that that really doesn't matter. And like this is what we're gonna do now. Like based on like you we can. And I'm you know not everybody's able to turn that off. But like I've just I've just been you know I think I think you can be like. I love that. I love the term low spoons. It's so hippie, but I, I love it. And I think it's really appropriate. I don't know but like, that term. What? Oh, like, um, so I might not do a good job of explaining this, but, um, but, uh, as much as I know, because I'm sure there's gonna be someone listening who's like, that's not exactly. Yeah. I'm like, hey, well, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> our, our listeners are chill. Okay, though. good. You can yeah. I'm too low spoons to explain <laughs> low spoons. That's really what it is. Um, but the idea is that it's like uh, spoons, I think, as a measure of like how much energy you have to give. Mm-hmm. And so being low spoons is like, I'm not functioning at my like top thing. I can't send this text back. I can't yeah. um, give you advice. I can't do this thing for you. I can't even, you know, reply to this to tell you that I'm like, that's um, so I'm and I don't remember like where it specifically comes from, but like low spoons just means like I'm really kind of in survival mode yeah. and like I'm not I don't have a lot of energy to give right now. I'm kind of trying to conserve it. Yeah. Get through my my life. So it's comparing. It's it's like comparing the energy that you have to give to something to a like a a a small measuring spoon. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. It's something like that. But it's just like I don't have a lot to give. And I'm like, okay, I like that. And it's like you need to keep a certain amount for yourself so that you can survive. And I definitely struggle and have struggled with my whole life, like wanting to give, 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 and and do, 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 and perfect, perfect, perfect. Because we're Women are fucking taught this yeah. so hardcore. Yeah, it is. It's so crazy. And at crazy. this point, I'm just like, it's made me like going through all this like health stuff has made me realize like, hey, you have to get yourself through this. Like you kind of need to tell everybody who like needs something, quote unquote, needs something from you right now to like, if you need to tell them to fuck off, like you have to tell them. Yeah. Well, I. Because I- it's your job to like. Even like with my dog, I'm just like, okay, even if you don't take care of yourself for yourself today, take care of yourself so that you can like take care of your dog. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, fine. I'm done. I'm just like, remembering things for, like that, you know? It, it's so interesting because I, so the last year I've kind of been trying to cut out people who I have, uh, I give and they don't return relationships. Yeah. And that is, I like realized how many of those there were. And like first, I cut out the men because it's easier to see it with the men because <laughs> yeah. you, most men are expect that setup because that's the setup that we've been told totally. is we've given it to them how, for yeah, so long. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, and I'm just loving pulling it away. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, and 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 it's interesting. And it does. It really does make room for better men. Like I look at like the men that I have in my life now. I was thinking about this on the way here even, and I was like. Yeah, good dudes in my life for like, I think maybe the first time, if not ever in like a really long time. Yeah, me too. Probably ever because I'm just like, wow, you like support me. You don't expect emotional labor for me and you can't give it back. Like, yeah, you're not actually like me. You're not being creepy. Like you get it. Like when I talk to you about feminism, you're not like enough. Like you get it. Yeah. You're friends with enough enough women. You've done your own homework. Like you. I don't have that to explain should be to you. the baseline. That should have been the baseline, and yeah. it's like really but upsetting. It's, but, but it's 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 not because I think f- it's not too the societal few baseline. Own their standards, yeah, or are able totally. to own their standards. Maybe don't think they deserve it. Yeah, and it's lonely for a while. Is the thing yeah. like so? That's another thing. Like, there's a part of me that like you know I listen to you talk about dating, or lo- lots of people talk about dating, and I'm like, oh man, I haven't done that in a while. I'm like, 
clean, but listen to like what they're talking about. Like she's not even happy about this. Like, yeah, she's dating more, but she wasn't happy in these scenarios. And you're comparing yourself. I'm comparing myself to you and being like, oh my God, she's having so much fun. And it's like, no, she's not. She's just doing something that's like socially. Yeah. I'm not always having fun. I mean, I definitely do date people who are fun. Yeah. I do have fun with, but yeah, it's a, it's definitely a crapshoot. You have to like, I think you have to decide which areas you're willing to bend and which you're not. Like right. everybody has different priorities and yeah. what what they want to like put up with. But you know? what the social norms are is that like it's better to just be dating even if it's bad than to not be dating. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I just know. I don't subscribe to that at from. all. Yeah. yeah, I think that's such bullshit because it's, well, it feeds into this like, this like I am not a complete person unless I am with a man or have something going or with a woman or in in, in some sort of entanglement with someone. Totally. Which I think is so wrong like to 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 re to choose to spend time with someone out of fear of being alone is not a is not a good foot to start on and that's what i've been doing for years and years which and years almost and years. everybody on earth does that of like course literally. it's such yeah. a natural and that's how we're told it is but you know what i realized recently too is that i thought that it was just the male relationships where i was doing the mommying and recently i have realized that it is also a lot of the female relationships that i have interesting had. don't yeah. look at me i know i'm looking right now i'm not you're you're one of the few females i was honestly saying this to you i was like the the handful of females that i'm always the closest with are the ones where it is reciprocal cuz i feel the most safe around them and i mm-hmm. can like i can be honest with them and divulge with them and allow them to take care of me and vice versa but then i kind of thought all my female relationships were like that like female friendships um, and then I was with one of them recently at a diner and she was saying like really kind of mean things to me oh. and like, and she, she recently has gotten sober and I've been sober for about six years. So I, I sometimes like put up with kind of more mean behavior from people who I know are in pain because I'm like, okay, I can look past this. This is your reaction from being in pain and I've been in your spot. Yeah, so, that's empathy, by the yeah, way. Yeah, sure. And I have that to, I to think, some to some degree a, it's empathy. To your death. To some degree it's empathy. And then it can get to masochism real fast. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, I have been branding this as like you're an empathetic person and you want to help people. But I'm like, why is it always this type of person? Why do you always find yourself in this situation where yeah oh I mean yeah sure there is absolutely a reason but I was like every time I think I make strides like cutting off all the dudes I was like yes you know you have a squad of like strong women and you're not and you're not like being everyone's fucking mom all the time and and then and then and then I had another incident with a a friend who I was traveling with where something happened and, and I won't go into it but I was just I was just like here it is again. Here it is again. I th- mm-hmm. I think that it's not here and it's here again. And it's like it takes a lot of work to eradicate that. It's like undoing I'm not I'm not smiling at some weird like sadistic thing. I'm just <laughs> I like I literally wrote the book on this. So I know. I hear yeah. it all the time from people. Sure. So it's like it's 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 yeah. And your book, yeah, um, your book just came out recently, right? How to be alone. Um, it came yeah. out in November. Yeah. It came out in November. Can yeah, you tell did. us a little bit about it? It's a memoir, right? Yes. And no, I, cause it's not like a full life story. Like when people are like, Oh my God, your life story. And I'm like, dude, that was like one Sure. Of yeah. Another 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, but so a big, a big part of the book is, is so much of that where mm-hmm. it's like, I wanted, I wanted to tell, 
uh, my background because I had to kind of, you know, I'm not a scientist. Sure. I can't be like, you know, saying these facts from a tower. But um, I wanted to talk about it from my perspective and kind of tell people like I raised myself. I didn't really have, you know, the family that you're supposed to have. And so I've been on my own pretty much my entire life. Yeah. Um, and realizing like all basically all the all the things that we've been talking about, which is that like this pressure to like have this perfect family, this perfect group of friends mm-hmm. who you're not replaying old patterns sure. with um, and this like perfect love relationship that like always goes well. And my theory um, is and it's been proven true just time and time again, just from personal relationships. And, you know, I also did do a lot of research mm-hmm. um, on on trauma and attachment and all of these things just to kind of make sense of it in my own way. And then relay that to people like I talk a lot about um, attachment theory and love languages but I talk about it in like a fun way because I, when I was yeah. reading about it I was like this is interesting but so boring yeah like when yeah. you read those books you're just like why is this 500 pages when like I could have said this in a really fun way in three paragraphs that actually made sense to people. well that's more powerful though I think it is. people need to understand it in a language that they get yeah. like and then telling them story like I would tell people stories like once I had once I was armed with this kind of information um, to be able to tell the story about this person that I dated and and the feelings that I had and then realizing, oh, that's that. Yeah. But literally talking about exactly what you're saying. So there's a part in How to Be Alone where I talk about the fact that we tell people in this really heteronormative way that like. If you and I don't, you know, I'm not going to ask you about this in in person. But let let's say you um, can if you want. Well, I mean, yeah. whatever. But like, do you? Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. well, I'll get I'll get do real. It. I'm not going to say Dr. Fell because uh, lab rat me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll get I'll get Oprah ish mm-hmm. about it. Shit on the um, fridge. Yeah. Shit on the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> shit on the fridge. <laughs> I wish you'd say that. Uh, um, okay. So, <laughs> what person in your family did you have to do that with? Did you have to like put oh, up with dad. their shitty? There you go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. So with your dad, so we, here's why you were surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not like, a, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to like mansplain this to you, no, but, no, please. but you were shocked um, that you were putting up with this experience from the women in your life mm-hmm. because we tell people in this really, really heteronormative way that like, it's gonna pair up with the genders. If you had a shitty dad who made you feel like mm-hmm. a you're only on the lookout for that type of behavior from the men in your life because you think that it's not going to bleed over and it will. Similarly, we tell so many women that if they had shitty dads to be on the lookout for men like that, when especially like I'm a queer woman and like I have replayed out um, opposites. I've, I've dated women who were like my mom. I've dated like it's, and we don't tell people to look for that or had uh, female friendships that played out the opposite gender. Yeah. And we don't talk about that. And the fact is like, Whatever you're imprinted with, you know, one of the biggest things about how to be alone was it's like it's it's two things. One of it is how much those early relationships impact you because we talk about loneliness and we talk about how everyone feels isolated and we talk about how no one's really connecting, mm-hmm. but we never bring up the childhood stuff yeah. ever. And it informs literally, it informs literally everything. Yeah. everything. Yeah. It's like scary how it's much scary. it's scary how much yeah. it, and it you don't sounds, remember it a lot. Yeah. Right. And it sounds so cliche, especially if you've experienced like subsequent traumas, which I had. And I was like, no, it has nothing to do with my childhood. It has nothing to do with my family. Like, mm-hmm. shut up. It has to do with this thing that happened this year. And the more work I did on myself with 
therapist and by myself, I realized like literally everything comes back. It's like a blueprint. It's hilarious. It truly is. It is imprinted on every part of you. And so I wanted to talk about people who like did not have this perfect family dynamic, whatever it is. Maybe one person was imperfect or who has a perfect family dynamic. I I beg to find a person. I agree. But you know what? Like I have felt my entire life. Like I was the only one who did not have a perfect loving family because that is what we tell people. Right. Because year round, it's like, Oh, it's time for Christmas time Mm -hmm. for everybody, but you to spend time with their perfect family. Well, you're Mm -hmm. like a piece of shit. If you like, if you, if you disown a parent, like I recently cut off a relationship with my father my family is wealthy um well respected within our community uh like we had a lot of medical trauma that a lot of people knew about but there was also abuse coming from my father at me and my mom my brother for years and years and years but it was very like stepford yv yeah and so when i tell there's people like i have a friend who grew up with me saw Actually, I had two reactions, and this is how I know which friend is in a healthier spot and which one isn't. So I told one friend who is my friend through high school and I remained close with, really wonderful girl. I told her that I had finally kind of like broken off contact with my dad. And she was like, oh, I'm surprised that you put up with this for as long as you did. She was like, congratulations. Like, this is a great thing for you, Mm -hmm. you know? And the other friend who like grew up in my hometown and kind of like hasn't really progressed as a person. This is not a nag on her. It's just like she hasn't, she's, I see her now and I'm like, you're in a a sad spot and I feel like I want you to get better, but you're in the place. I'm not going to pull you out of the place that you're in right now. Um, I told her about my dad and she was just like, oh, like what? Like it didn't seem like that bad. And it's like, you saw me crying all the time. You saw, you saw. But there's a, there's a, loyalty yes. there that's like it's socialized and so that's mm-hmm. like there's there's so much of that that I put in the book which is like I wanted to give people permission yes to see that as abuse to see that as unacceptable because yeah. we wouldn't accept it from other people but nope. there is this idea that like your family can do anything they want to you and sure. you have to have ultimate loyalty to them family's which is family blood thicker than water it's oh yeah nuts it's all of those phrases make me nauseated and they always have even when I was a little kid because I I knew as a little kid that they were bullshit but like um there is such a I know so many it's really interesting because that was like another thing that I've observed throughout my life especially more in the last you know maybe seven ten years is when I would talk to people who had like great families that mm-hmm. self-described great families they don't and but they again it's that it's it's like you're it's like this woman that you know mm-hmm. where it was like they still have like grievances they still have things that were like not cool that happened they mm-hmm. still have which is fine and there's a varying degree you know but um but there's this idea that like you can't call anyone out in your family on anything. You can't want anything more than what you want. You can't have a problem with it because they're doing the best they can. Like there's all of this. And it like, makes you ungrateful. Yeah. Right. There's and all it, this incredibly toxic. And like even. Um, it's also to protect them. It's, in a all, way. it's all this protective. Yeah. Like this blood is thicker than water. This yeah. like this is your tribe. Keep it behind this is closed your, doors. Like, and it's. It's not, and it's so interesting because I get so many letters from people who've read How to Be Alone, who've kept these secrets for like so long, especially when it comes from your family, because that is the one thing we're supposed to show to the world. Like, there's three things we're supposed to show to the world that we have in order to be normal. And if you're not normal, you're supposed to just like, I don't know, jump off a cliff. But it's like, yeah. Right. But it's like that you have a great family who you love, love, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you have like, 
five besties you see every weekend and they're always perfect to you and that you have like this, you know, romantic partner. Two out of three, at the very least, you have to have in sure. order to be like, even show your face in the world. I'm legitimate. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And then ideally the third. And then like, you know, at a certain point in your life, if you don't have the third, then you're judged again. So, um, but for me, because I had so much of a, of a, uh, of an extreme challenge as a kid, my template has been really challenged. Like it's been really challenging for me to like find really good friends. It's been a challenge. Yeah. Like it's, all that stuff is still, cha- I'm still working. Like, it's also like, it's also like, so my friend who is the one who was like, why your family's great. I'm like, okay, interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what, what say they're great. Yeah. What weird. <laughs> That's basically what she was saying. Yeah. Like, say they're great. And let's they're, move on. They're great. Great. Like my family's great. I have no one in my life. Okay. Um, like really rough, but, um, sh- I was there with her and another friend of mine, we were staying at my friend's place. The other friend of mine had a rough, uh, very rough childhood, suffers with mental illness, and like against all odds, has is like thriving. You know, went to treatment. She's she takes she's like trying to get um, custody of her brother because her mom is not like well enough to take like. And she, I, I felt my other friend who comes from this sort of you know picket fence, whatever, suburban kind of thing, like being judgmental towards the group. And I'm like, she came from a harder situation than you and has managed to be successful in spite of having a huge handicap at birth. Like she's starting way back there and is meeting us here. We should be celebrating that success instead of being like, Oh, you came from your parents or met in a well, mental so institution. So that's a whole other like I talk about that a lot and how to be alone in in terms of like having a great family. If you came from a great family, that is a huge that's form wonderful. of privilege. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but it's a huge form of privilege. Absolutely. Huge. And we don't talk about that. Yeah. And like I remember one of my favorite um I've I've had a lot of like really great um like online book reviews, I don't read them anymore because there's always that one where you're just like, oh, I think you just hate women. Yeah. Um, and well, men online hating women? And yeah. women. And women. It's Being like, like it's, she's not nice. It's she's rough. nasty. It's not even, it's not even that. It's just like, they've got their own shit and there's whatever. Yeah. But like, um, internalized misogyny. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but there was one commenter and then one woman who replied to her who I loved so much where it was like, this one woman was like, why did this book not end with a happy ending? You know, Michelle Obama had a rough childhood too. And then her book ends with a happy one. Mm-hmm. And this woman replied to <laughs> wow. her in a way. Right. Exactly. Fine. Right. But clearly that woman's like reading comprehension of, of what I had actually said in my book was not great, mm-hmm. but it was great for this woman who replied to her and they were like, Hey, I saw your review and I just wanted to say that you're comparing two completely opposite things. Like, yes, Michelle Obama, grew up poor but she says very clearly in her book that she grew up with a lot of love yeah and she was like lane didn't come from any of that like like michelle obama had like heads above exactly like yeah. had so much more privilege sure. than um in terms of like connection and and family support and feeling, which is a huge and feeling loved, loved and feeling that they belong like that is like whenever people are like yeah we didn't have much but we had a lot of love i'm like that's a privilege as i well. want yeah. that that's a lot of love that's a huge privilege like i would no 
pun love the that. love over yeah. the money yeah. thing is huge. like the number of families I've I've known who've had a lot of money but everything else was really horrible oh, yeah. is a lot so when people say like oh we weren't that privileged we like really love each other and we were functional I'm like dude you were privileged in a different way yeah. but it's privileged but anyway but she was saying she was like you can't expect her to like have the same ending first of all no one's book can end the same way Michelle Obama's does <laughs> wait your and anyway. book is Michelle yeah, that's, that's Obama's just, that's right. ridiculous that's like <laughs> it me was ridiculous. seeing a movie and being like, I saw Aladdin and it didn't end that way. <laughs> like the two I totally, have nothing to do with each other. I agree, other. but here's the, so here's the thing. Like here's what this woman's really saying and she doesn't realize that. I, I've thought about this a lot, obviously, but like here's the thing. Most books about someone having gone through a trauma end with, and then I met Brad and now I'm totally fine. Yeah. yeah. And I made a conscious choice because I hate books like that so much it's um, all the books that were read as little girls right and it, but so yeah. many books like that even now end with just like I got married and I'm fine and I'm like no person will ever just magically complete you and you're just fine yeah, yeah. and this is so dangerous and all those also I love reading ones where it's like their next book is like we got divorced shortly after and I'm like yeah because oh. that's not a real ending but yeah we have been socialized to want it and so yeah. My book ends with me being like, I'm not totally perfect. I'm not totally healed, but I know a lot of things and here's how I deal. And like in the end, like maybe I'll still end up alone. Like nothing is guaranteed. Yeah. So you have to do something like within yourself to like, you know, so it's like, I guess there's, there's some memoir aspects there's some self-help aspects. Um, and there's definitely like, you know, cause I'm a comedian, it's funny, but like, um, that's a much a more real and powerful message. Than I think it I absolutely feel. is. Because and like I, my, you know, my loves Ray ends up being like, I found a rescue dog, which is also a very oh, real story. The yes. most beautiful of all. Yes. So like when people are just like they, but they want, especially women, like they, they want to tie things up with a bow. Right. Yeah. And, and usually the way to do that is like meeting your Prince Charming. Right. Because and, that's what, that's what they all want. And I remember when I was writing the book, like talking to my editor and being like, I don't know how the book's going to end. Uh, I know what, people would probably want which is like they're probably gonna want me to like get married or have a boyfriend mm-hmm. who like solves all my pain but like a the book is due in three months i'm not sure i can guarantee that <laughs> get two, on tinder now and right, find that man right. two i don't like that as an ending and no. every time i read a book like that honestly my reaction based on what my life has been when i read a book where someone's like Summer of 95 was hard for three minutes and Mm -hmm. I'm going to write a 300 page book about it. It was really rough before and after that. Perfect. But that summer, like, okay, that's fine. But, and then the, the book, once the book ending is just like, and now I'm, I'm totally fine. I'm like, liar it's I don't also, relate to this book you don't get me yeah like I would get really angry it's also yeah. hack it's totally it's hack. hack it's not like so you're never healed this isn't a rom-com rom-coms yeah. are an hour and 30 minutes yeah. for a reason I know it's a slice well it, and it also feeds into this narrative that uh that we all need to be saved uh, yeah and eventually eventually everything's and, gonna disappear which is so not in not touch with true. the way that like recovery from trauma and no. like a lifelong be a full life i i don't think i will i'll say this i think that i am healing in a wonderful way and i feel so much safer and happier than i ever have in my whole life that being said will i ever be separated or different or completely past everything that happened right. to make me the person that i am no because that would be crazy right. well and I, the whole so much of the book was about you know uh disassembling all of these like uh platitudes that were told so like why would i end my book in a way that's another platitude sure. and it's just like oh and now yeah, it'd be a huge contradiction it'd be yeah. a huge contradiction and it's just like i don't 
yeah, I don't agree with like just everything like, oh, one I hate someone I, I dated a couple years ago who said this to me and I have take I take I take issue with almost all platitudes. I think they're so boring. I mm-hmm. think like someone just said like this is a nice idea, yeah. and then like they're just meant to like placate and distract yeah. whatever. Before I sound like an anarchist teen too no, much, I love um, it. But like that's Shut what they are. Bitch. It's just to be like yeah, uh-huh, I'm going to put that on a poster and then just push out my feelings some more. Right. Um, but what he said to me is he was just like, you know what, like, I'm I'm kind of, I'm glad you went all through all that because it made you the person that you are and you're really great. And I was like, no! Yeah. I think I would have been great without <laughs> experiencing a lifetime of pain. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think it was worth it because of how I came yeah. out because I still carry a lot of, I, I, hate that phrase and I think it's so gross well yeah I think he thought it sounded really supportive and romantic mm-hmm. I like hated him in that moment well it's like it's like it. it's almost like you're the end justifies the mean type thing it's like I can still be and smart also, and creative without having to be in pain all it also, the time. right exactly and it also kind of is sexist because we definitely, we definitely like love seeing women in pain. And it's oh like, oh yeah. doesn't it make her we like, like a tougher? sad woman? We don't uh, like an angry Yeah. Woman. And I'm like, yeah. oh, shut up. Like, look at you. And the anger flower. comes. If yeah. you, if you get in touch with what's actually going on, like there is anger there because <laughs> I have been the sad, the sad girl my whole life. And mm-hmm. now I'm like pissed. Yeah. As you should be. Because you need Hell to get yeah. to that point. Otherwise, <laughs> right. Because otherwise... Yeah. Why like, would you not be pissed? Why would you not be? When people are like, when are you, when, when are you going to get over this? I'm like, literally never until it's better. <laughs> but so. I don't think get you can get to, to the healing until you get to the anger. I don't. Yeah. The way I see well, it, yeah. because the sadness is like, people, you're just keeping a lid on this ever boiling pot and the lid is going to blow the fuck off. Yeah. People are punch a, few, own. punch a few walls. Yeah. Well, people yeah, are afraid. People are afraid of the anger. Um, I'm afraid of the anger. I am not like... Especially, I mean, and that's like a whole other thing. Like if you grew up in like an angry, violent household, then of course you're going to mega suppress it. I'm sure. terrified of anger. Yeah. Even when I, yeah, I'm terrified of even being stern. There's moments when like, you know, I'll, I'll have to tell my dog to stop something and I'll just be like, stop. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so I raise my voice and that's on me. And I'm just like, Lane, she doesn't care. You're so like kind and sweet and loving. Like even when she like, you know, like I've had her like get sick, like in the bed and I have to wake up at 3 a.m. And I'm, I don't get mad. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's okay. It's okay. But then like the one moment where I'm like, and no. I'm like, I'm, you know what? That was abusive. That, that I was apologize. An over, I it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. Because I watch people all the time with their dogs. They're like, no, stop it. Stop. And I'm like, how dare you? Yeah. But then I recognize like, no, they're setting boundaries, but I'm just so sensitive. Yeah. yeah. Being hypervigilant because you don't ever want to be in like that angry Never. place again. Never. Yeah. I feel like we could talk forever. I know. I know right? We are I know. coming to the end of the show. I, I, I can't wait to read your book too. Yes. What, um, where can people find you and follow you? Plug away. Yeah. Um, so how to be alone if you want to, and even if you don't, that's on Amazon. That should be every like local bookstore thing. There's also an audiobook that I read and I sing on it and that's fun. Yes. Um, uh, I am at hello lane Moore at Twitter and Instagram. There's also an at Tinder live and an at it was romance band. Oh, yes. Very nice. Follow Consume Lane on all platforms. Shit on the fridge. Oh, and you can see the, um, I just did a How to Be Alone TED Talk that by the time this is out, will absolutely be online. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to watch it. I'm excited. Yeah. I wore a Kate Blanchett-esque suit. I'm really excited. It's like crushed blue velvet. Iconic. Because I wanted to be like, I wanted to be like taken seriously while yeah. I talk about these things, but I'm like, and feel really powerful. And like, yeah, I'm giving a TED talk. I'm not going to wear ripped fishnets. God, I love a good suit. I know it was my first. It was as my much first as purchase. I would have loved it if you got 
up on stage wearing nothing but fishnets. I thought about I love it. The suit. I love I love a fishnet as pants look. Like sometimes I walk around the apartment with like fishnets and a t-shirt. I'm like, I wish I could do this oh, outside, but the world yeah. would not have it. I know. That's <laughs> like, the world I want to live in. Me too. Yeah. Um Ugh. you can follow us at Hot Mess Podcast on Twitter, Hot Mess Comedy Hour on Instagram. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hot Mess Comedy Hour. We go live every Friday at 12 30. Talk about diarrhea, all the good stuff. <laughs> you can shit interact on the with the fridge. <laughs> shit in on the fridge. I love to shit. People. We actually bring in a fridge yeah. and we each take a shit Our on it. Our YouTube channel would be so much more popular if we did that. That's true. Just so you know. I mean, it would be more popular if we did a lot of things. And uh, <laughs> there's time. There's time. Um, I'm open to coming back and shitting on the fridge with you please. guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and if you would like to support us, please visit our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash hot mess. Yeah. Um, at the $5 level, you get some really kick-ass rewards. At the $10 level, you get access to our entire 200-episode back catalog, yeah. as well as two bonus shows. And the $5 level, you get 25 of our best uh, Hot Mess episodes. So you can get a little taste at 5 You can get the full shebang at 10 And you also get your uh, name read on the show at the $5 level, which I am about to do right now. Thank you. Thank you so much to Ben Silver. Benjamin Robson, Blake, Brian Presley, Alyssa Denby, Fuzzbubbles, GX Barnett, Glenn Seiler, John Kennison, Maddie Cottom Allen. Ooh, another Allen. A lot of these people sound hot. I'm just saying, hit me up. I'm I online. Know, right? Swipe right, yeah. right, swipe right, right swipe right, right, swipe right. These people sound hot. Melissa Strong, Michael Khalili, PG rated name. Interesting. Rachel Franz, Scott Gaslow, Scott Murphy, Susanna E. Garrett, Danny Child, Adam Hendry, Adrian Lowry. Rose, Amy Bennett, Allie May, AM, interesting, Anne, just Anne, Chris Walden, Coral Anya, Craig Bannard, Dan Lawrence, Derek Allen, Andrea's brother, brother. Douglas Spock, Elin Nordahl, Eunice Liu, Yuri Kim, Green Eggs and Sam, Gregory Valentine, Hillary Roberts, just Hillary. I love you, hot mess bitches, so much I made a Patreon account. Thank you. Favorite name. (laughs) Jeff Zimmer, Jen May, Jillian Panzarella. Whoa. Isn't that a type of salad? Joe Lopez, Josh Myers, Caitlin Jag... Jagodowski, Whew. Melissa Roa, Mr. Conolingus. Hello. Again. Hit me up. Mr. Conolingus. Newsy, Noel, Sarah McClellan, Suleiman Abdulwali, aka Wally, Aldo Caballero, Alex Matthews, Alicia Gordon, Andrea Land, Andy Green, Ann Anderley, Ariel Wesgrau, Big Booty Britches, aka Cody Allen, yeah. Blaine Fritch, Katie Perez, Caroline Hu, Charlotte Mower, Sherry Loom, Chris Jeffrey, Dave Rex, Don Dion, Devin, Dixie Normus. Wow. There we go. Yeah. Fools me every time. Uh, L, just L. Emma Fleissner, Georgina, Grace Anna Kibulis, Hallie Cat. Here's a dollar. Give me a dollar. Holly Harmon, inappropriately confident. Never inappropriate, by the way. Mm-hmm. Jamie Rudziel. J-Mac, Jill Uhara, Jonathan Smith, Josh Hayden, Julia, Julia Hunter, Julie Weber, Caitlin Henderson, Kristen, Kristen Lee, Kristen Weber, Bob, so many Christians, it's insane, Elsie, Lil J, uh, Lisa Cole, Liz Thompson, Luke Dickin, Madeline, aka Made of Bacon, Mariah Schmidt, Matthew Maki, Matthew Snyder, Max O'Clock, Jaworski, <laughs> Meryl Zonnefeld, Pam Myers, Paul Yanakopoulos, 
Richard Oppelar, R-J-C-C-V-L-L. That's what I'm talking about. Is that your birth given name? Yes. Rowan, Ruby Lewis, Rowan. Samantha T- Turner, Sludosaurus Rex. Absolutely, hit me up. Stephanie yeah. Ellis, T.G., Tracy, Tyrone Bryant, Vincent Elliott, John Williams, Elizabeth Karoski, Jennifer Rutledge Bryce, The Impossible to Satisfy Burger, Hemda, Jake Hall, and Tom Berlant. Can I add something to that? Yes. Oh, yes. Which is that, I always forget to say this, I also have a Patreon, which is which is Lane Moore, but also I'm saying that maybe especially for Mr. Cunnilingus. Yes. Mr. Cunnilingus. My man Patreon, Lane Moore, Mr. Cunnilingus, All and you- I guess Mr. Dixie Norman. Yeah. Dixie Norman. <laughs> Both you find her on Tinder. Find her and on Insta. Find women. her on Patreon. Yeah. Find you know her on what? Venmo. Find me in the world. But no, don't do that. <laughs> don't find me. Don't stalk her. Internet first. Yes. Internet first. There I love internet stalking. Real life stalking. Frightening. <laughs> thank you for uh, being a hot mess, everybody. Yay! Thank it's you. It's a comedy podcast. podcast.